On the show today, Rich and I discuss summer slasher flicks and a s'mores cocktail. I'm your host, Brad Jackson, and you're listening to the May 15th, 2023 edition of Coffee and Koshan. So, Rich, it is that time of year. The summer movie season is upon us. Uh, I recently got to go see the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and uh, I highly recommend it. If you have not seen it, go see it. Um, although I will warn you, if you are a animal lover uh, or you have your kids with you, it could be a little rough at, at certain points, but um, very, very well done. But one of the other great things about summer movies is the summer slasher flick. And uh, this is one of my favorite things to, to sit down, have some popcorn, uh, watch on a, on a Friday night. Uh, particularly if it's like a, a like a rainy, stormy kind of summer night. Uh, great to pop in a slasher flick. Um, and the thing is, you have so many to choose from. You can go totally old school, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, or you can go like 90s era where you have I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, um, or you can go uh, TV version where you have um, Stranger Things, particularly like that, that uh, season... Was it season three or whatever where it all took place around Fourth of July and it was at the mall and everything? Uh, that's a that's a great uh, that's another great route you can go. Um, Rich, are you as a, a big fan of summer slasher flicks as well? Oh, I am a fan of the summer slasher flicks. Uh, I probably lean more towards old school, like Friday the Thirteenth, the original. Uh, I know what are we on? Like they've they've made like eleven, ten, or eleven at this point, but. Uh, Really like the original uh, Friday the 13th. That's just such a classic. It really it introduced the genre. Yeah, it's, it's funny to think like um, this wasn't really a thing <laughs> until like the 70s. Um, yeah. And then they all started popping up. And uh, now it is a staple at the summer box office. Yes, it is. And yeah, when I was looking up uh, uh movies for this topic i was surprised at how many are out there that i am unaware of i guess i don't go to the theater enough to see all these previews and if you know these things maybe don't necessarily burn up the box office and work their way into the popular popular discourse but the the summer slasher genre is still going strong oh it really is no and and if you think about it uh that the saw movies are really popular now they're on like I don't know, tw number 20 of those as well. Yeah. Um, uh, it's funny. I was actually rewatching The Sopranos recently. And in the last season of, of The Sopranos, it's right after that first Saw movie comes out. And Chris goes to Hollywood to try and convince Sir Ben Kingsley to do <laughs> a slasher flick where uh, it's a, uh, a, a, a Guido, a, a you know, typical... Um, uh, Italian mafia guy who gets clipped, but then comes back to life to, you know, get his revenge. And, um, uh, of course, Ben Kingsley's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but, Although, um, it's funny cause it's, that's right after that came out and it worked its way even into the Sopranos. <laughs> well, and the thing is, that's probably a little bit of fiction because given, uh, Sir Ben Kingsley's role as the Mandalorian in, uh, Iron Man two, uh, I'm not sure he turns down a whole lot. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. Um, but 
but yeah, you know, it's interesting to me because this is a genre that has been uh, redone and renewed so many times. And there's a lot of different ways you can uh, approach it. Uh, there's even sort of like fun quirkiness uh, that you can put in this, like like uh, the Evil Dead movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, which are great. Uh, <laughs> the original uh, Evil Dead was like the mid-80s or something, late 80s. Yeah. Um, with Sam Raimi. Um, that, I mean, that is that is a great movie. That's tons of fun. We used to watch that at sleepovers in, in high school. That was just tons of fun to watch. Um and there's a whole series of those. I mean, there there are so many different ways you can take the slasher f- flick and really enjoy it. Yeah. And it's one of those experiences that's kind of remained constant uh, for decades upon decades now is kids still go to summer camp. Of all the things that have changed over time, summer camp remains, you know, and we all remember being younger and sitting around the fire, uh, you know, maybe roasting some marshmallows or whatever. And you know, there are noises in the woods and this and that. And it's just a, it, it leaves you feeling more vulnerable. So it, that's a reason that the genre can be used in so many different ways, because it's, even though most of us are not going to be murdered by, you know, a psycho wearing a hockey mask, uh, we can relate to that unease of being out in the cabin at this, at summer camp and, you know, not knowing what's going to happen. Well, even and it's funny because you see uh, stuff that has like come back around. Um, so Stephen King wrote the It books. Uh, were, were those in like the like the nineties? And uh, they just not too long ago made It and uh, the sequel for it. I think the original It uh, that they redid recently was in uh, twenty seventeen or twenty sixteen, somewhere around there. And um, uh, they also did another one uh, just a couple years ago. Those are great and uh, a little bit different uh, tweak on it. Um, but that's the thing that I like about this is that there's so many different ways you can go with a summer slasher flick. And you're right. There are some that still focus around the whole idea of summer camp, which amazingly enough has not died off. Um, and it's still a thing. And, uh, so it's a great little trope to use for all these films. Yeah. And then people can get creative with it. Like uh, cabin fever, uh, the Eli Roth film, I think it was 2002, maybe. And where instead of a killer uh, stalking these, you know, they're always super amorous teens or college students off, you know, romping about in the woods. Uh, It was a flesh eating virus. So it turned them all against one another because who's infected and not sharing it. So it was almost, you know, like bringing in some of the zombie, like the day of the dead, the George Romero style of uh, have you been bitten? But in this case, there was no bite to conceal or anything. So everybody's just turning on one another because of this flesh eating uh, virus that they stumbled upon uh, when they went to their cabin uh, out in the woods. Well, and here's the thing that one of the other things that makes this popular. Not only do people like to go see these, but Hollywood likes to make these because they are often very inexpensive to produce. Um, they don't involve a, you know, a, a great amount of, uh, CGI. It's not like every shot, uh, involves adding dragons or something to it or, or lightsabers. Right. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a really cheap movie to make. Um, you generally have like one star, but a lot of the, a lot of the kids in the movie are usually, um, people that they've, they've found for the film or people who are maybe, um, you know, uh, getting into acting because they used to be singers or something along those lines. And um, so they're cheap to make, 
And they make a lot of money at the box office because people like to see these, whether that's in the U.S. or it's in Europe or uh, where have you. These are, are popular films uh, for everybody to go see and enjoy. Yeah. And to your point about the cheapness, because you can really go on location because you just need to find, you know, an abandoned outdoor area or whatever to set up and shoot. And so you don't have to use all the CGI and everything. Although I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball. It's not a slasher at all. One movie, and I'm sure we've discussed it before, that can sometimes fall under the broader umbrella of the the summer slasher flick, flick is Jaws, which Ooh, was a very yes. labor-intensive mo- uh, movie to make. But uh, that's another one, that, a great one to uh, to enjoy this summer when when you're out and about and want to add a little extra terror to you know maybe you're going to the beach you know scare yourself a little bit before you go. We've talked about Jaws before. Jaws is one of my favorite movies. It's one of those movies that you can rewatch a hundred times and still enjoy it. Um, it never gets old. It, I mean, it is it is older than probably half the people listening to this show, and yet it still is good. Um, time and time again, it's still good. And if you go down that route, another great movie along the same lines uh, is the original Jurassic Park, which also came out in the summer. Um, that's one of, you know, it's, it's a movie where dinosaurs are chasing you and killing you instead of perhaps some like, you know, crazed guy with a chainsaw. But, um, and again, that movie holds up. I mean, that came out in what, like 94, 96, somewhere around there. That, that movie still holds up to this day. Uh, that's, that's a great other summer movie, uh, that with, you know, screams and jolts. What I'll never forget. There's that scene in Jurassic Park where the kids are in the kitchen. And remember, that's when they figure out that the velociraptors know how to open door handles. Yes. And they hide themselves in the kitchen. They're like, oh, we'll be fine. They, they can't get in here. And then the, the velociraptors open the door handle. And I'll never forget, I was I was in uh, high school, I guess, at the time. And we were all in that theater, first time watching that movie. And it opens the you know the door handle and like everyone like gasps. And I remember someone in the theater saying, oh, shit. It's <laughs> <was> like... <laughs> Because you knew, like, it was all over now. Yeah. <laughs> but, Although yeah, those, that's another great one. It, it, it's sort of along those same lines. Yeah. Although those door handles, I, I'm starting to develop an aversion to that style of door handle. It, I, I think I want all knobs. So I've got this yes. rescue dog who's terrified, terrified of thunderstorms. And I normally drug him. But I was in the office the other day, and I hadn't looked at the forecast. And I came home on lunch, and I found him in my youngest daughter's bedroom where the door had been closed, but it has that type of ha- uh, handle on it. And he apparently figured out how to open it to go in there and hide from the storm, <laughs> which uh, since uh, he got to uh, Bambi, the teddy bear hamster uh, about a month ago, it was a much less disastrous incursion this time. But uh, yeah, I, I, just in case any dinosaurs or, or otter the dog, I think I'm going to switch away from that type of handle in the near future and put a, a regular knob on her door. That's that's smart. It's a lot harder for dogs to open knobs. Uh, okay, so after you've seen your slasher fl- flick and you want a drink, one of the things you often see being made in slasher movies, and everybody just makes in summer because they're fun uh, anyway, is a s'mores. But what if you made a s'mores cocktail? And that is what Rich has this week. Rich? Yes. So in brainstorming about what to do with the vanilla vodka that I bought for the boozy butterbeer uh, featured uh, about a month or so ago, I started thinking about what if I made a toasted s'more 
cocktail. Oh, also the toasted ice cubes that we discussed the last time before we had to take a little uh, couple of weeks off. So I mixed an ounce of vanilla vodka, an ounce of chocolate liqueur, and put that over a smoked cube and topped it with some heavy cream. Half and half would also work. And it was surprisingly delicious. I mean, it's dessert in a glass. It is not something that you're going to have several of while sitting out on the patio or whatever. It's more, you know, an after dinner uh, treat. I, uh, I'm trying to remember what I had cooked that night. I might have made uh, ribs or something like that. And so for dessert, I had the toasted s'more cocktail. And although I opted not to, you could go even a little fancy on it if you want to impress people and go ahead and crush up some graham crackers and put those around the rim of your glass before sir, before you make the drink. Well, I like that. Yeah, that's kind of a fun way to do that. See, like, uh, little did we know that this vanilla vodka would come in so handy. Yes, so, uh, you know, I'm still in search of the third cocktail to make with it. I suspect it's going to become one of those bottles that I have for quite some time. But it's okay to have those bottles that you just have around when you never know. Like, maybe maybe at some point I'll be hosting one of those people who like to have a, a vodka and Coke, and they could have instead of vanilla vodka and Coke or something like that. I think we should try tiki drinks next. Yes, yes. I have been uh, looking at that uh very intensely. I would like to get into the art of the tiki, but I need to, to boost up on some ingredients first. But it, yes, is, it, it, it does sort of have its own pantry. Yes. Uh, but I like that. The, the smoked s'mores uh, cocktail. That sounds great. Um, okay, so that's what, the, that's what we got for you this week. You can, you can watch a great slasher flick and then finish it off afterwards with a toasted s'mores cocktail. That sounds great. Yes. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Enjoy your summer. We will uh, talk to you next week. Rich, thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Brad.